is dropped, and it's showtime from downtown Winnipeg. Moxley's pass, a shot, they score! Shankly Cutter scores! What a stop by Hellebach! Nikolai Ehlers on the faceoff! Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets, hosted by Jets TV. Hello and welcome to another episode of Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets. Joined here by Jets TV's Mitchell Clinton and 680 CJOB's Paul Edmonds. Uh, guys, another week of Winnipeg Jets hockey has gone by and uh, all in all a pretty solid week for the club. Uh, Mitchell, I'll get you to, to recap the week that obviously ended on a, a tough note, uh, a 2-0 shutout loss to the New York Islanders. But uh, like I said, overall a pretty solid week for the club. Yeah, I mean, you started off with the win over the the Dallas Stars, and as much as you would have loved for that to have, you know, ended in regulation to number one, get yourself another regulation win. That's never a bad thing, uh, but also uh, to keep the Dallas Stars from getting a point, a team in your division. But a win is a win. You'll take the two points and uh, and move on. A real nice return for Mark Shifley in that game. Uh, played close to, if not just over twenty minutes. Just looked like his normal self. A real nice move in the shootout. Actually, we need to talk about both of those goals in the shootout. Uh, fantastic. Uh, Connor Hellebuck obviously not available in that um, in that game as uh, his new son Hugh was born that morning. Uh, so big congratulations, obviously, to the Hellebucks uh, in that regard. Everybody happy and healthy there. Um, but Eric Comrie comes in, makes uh, makes some big stops for the Winnipeg Jets, plays well, and then plays again. Uh, against the Chicago Blackhawks and looked really good in that one, as did the entire Winnipeg Jets team. They go f- win that one 5-1. Uh, and then the next night, this is where the big challenge is uh, for the Winnipeg Jets. First back-to-back of the season against a team that was you know, basically in Winnipeg waiting for them uh, and a team that it's real tough to generate much against. And they still, the Jets being who I'm talking about, were able to generate a number of chances. I mean, Mark Shifley is not going to miss that open net ever again in his entire life, I don't think. But yeah. it happened that night. Uh, Blake Wheeler had a chance in tight, uh, put it off the bar. He's had some chances, so you know it's going to be close for the captain uh, soon. But they just weren't able to beat Elias Sorokin on that night. So uh, a 2 nothing loss, a couple things to learn from. And I thought it was interesting, Paul Maurice on Monday, just talking about how the bench felt a little bit different it was a little quieter uh maybe the legs you know weren't quite at where they wanted them to be but those are all things that they can learn from they've got back-to-backs coming up they've got another two this month sometimes those are the things that you just have to go through uh in order to find out what this current group of the winnipeg jets because it's not the same as the previous versions of the winnipeg jets you know what they have to uh things they have to look at and one of those things is how the bench feels on that second day of a back-to-back so Will be interesting to see how they uh, handle the back-to-backs coming up later this month, but I think all in all, you really you can take a lot out of this week. Two big wins and uh, a loss that you can learn a lot from going into this week. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head there. I think it's all about learning experiences, especially early on in the season. And when you're coming off a good stretch, I think the sting of a loss just isn't as much uh, there for that. Uh, Paulie, one thing that the Winnipeg Jets have relied upon this season is their depth. Uh, that's on display right now. Uh, clearly, uh, Mark Shifley, Blake Wheeler playing kind of on a 
a 1C line, if you will. I'm not going to call it the third line. Um, you know, just how has their depth benefited them? You also have Evgeny Svechnikov on your top line right now. Uh, just what has this depth been able to do for the Winnipeg Jets? Well, I think, number one, it tells you that Evgeny Svechnikov was a pretty good signing in the offseason, right? They They gambled on him. He gambled on the team and the organization, and so far, so good for both. I don't know that this would be possible unless you've had some breakout seasons already to start, like Pierre-Luc Dubois, certainly Andrew Kopp, and then also Kyle Connor. Well, you say, well, wait a minute, he's had 38 goals in the past. Well, no, but he is driving one line and maybe the top six to some degree overall this year. I thought that he's probably been the Jets' most consistent player through their games this season. And from that standpoint, when you have some of these other players that are rising and even Nikolai Ehlers doesn't necessarily get thrown in the conversation as quickly because he's sitting on two goals and he hasn't put up the points that you would normally see, but he will. And then you say, well, you played without Blake Wheeler and Mark Shifley because of COVID and you played without Mark before and you never had a lot of success. Well, you did this time. So it speaks volumes to the depth of the organization, to this team. It was forced on them and they found the situation in this time of, of uncertainty. And I think adversity with a lot of aplomb and poise and knowing that they just had other guys that had to step up. And now you get those other two players back in Wheeler and Shifley and you balance out your lines nicely with, with a guy that can play with anybody really and has proven that, and that is Adam Lowry. And it's pretty hard to match up against a Paul Maurice-led team when it comes to having last change in your building and the opposition coming in and going, okay, who do I really want to face? The Shifley line, the Cop line, the Dubois line? Like, who am I putting my checking line out against? Who am I putting my top players out against? So from that standpoint, it has been very advantageous to the Jets. It's been somewhat serendipitous because it's been by accident. I don't know that anybody drew this up as according to plan, and it's going that way at the start of this year. You have to adjust on the fly, and that's what they've done. But I think one thing that everybody can be confident in, including the Winnipeg Jets and their fans, is the fact that we're seeing a team that is very deep, that a lot of those pains that we went through in watching them a few years ago with the youth and the integration of the youth in their lineup has come through, and now those youth players are now veterans that are making an impact uh, despite the fact that they might have been out without a couple of players that have made an impact for the Winnipeg Jets for the last handful of years. Eric Comrie uh, Mitchell has been sort of thrust into the, the starters role uh, last week, especially. Uh, obviously, you mentioned off the top, Connor Hellebuck uh, and his wife Andrea uh, welcomed Hugh Joseph Hellebuck uh, to the world. Uh, baby and Mama are doing just fine, which is, which is great to hear. But uh, Connor came down with a little sickness, uh, and so he was unable to uh, be with the team following the birth of his son. So uh, Eric Comrie found himself between the pipes uh, a lot more frequently than I think he probably even thought. Um, and so far, so good for Eric. He's 3-1 and one, uh, with the 9-2-6 save percentage this year. Uh, goals against average of less than two. So clearly, uh, things have gone well for Eric. Just what have you seen from Eric and uh, how, I guess... He's proving the organization right by, I don't want to say taking a chance on him, because I just don't, I don't think that's what they did. But just, uh, I think from the outside, there were a lot of questions. Yeah, and I mean, ultimately, you know, it was Eric Comrie's 
job and, and I've to, to go out there and prove uh, all of those question marks wrong, really. Uh, now it's early in the season. I think Eric w- would say that as well. He knows he has to continue to build on, on things. And uh, But what I think he's done a really good job of is just staying in the moment. He's talked a lot about it. He hasn't uh, you know, looked ahead, even in games. Uh, the only time that he, I guess, said that you know maybe I'm looking a little bit ahead was the game against the Chicago Blackhawks when he was, I think it was about 19 minutes away from his first career NHL shutout. He's like, you'd be crazy to not be thinking about it at that point because, you know, it's just, you know, it, it naturally will come into your head. Now, ultimately, he doesn't get the shutout, but makes 17 of 18 saves against the Chicago Blackhawks and looked really good, honestly, against uh, the New York Islanders, uh, making 29 saves on the 31 shots he faced. I mean, uh, including, I, I mean, I remember one in the first period, and Paul Maurice kind of touched on one of the things that the, the team talked about today was the fact that, you know, there was less communication on the ice and that maybe led to some turnovers. And one of those turnovers was from Eric Comrie trying to get a puck to one of the defensemen. But that puck came back out front real quick and ended up being a one-timer from just outside the crease. And Comrie got a pad on it, kept it out uh, in one of his you know many real nice stops against the Islanders. So, I mean, positionally, he's looked good. There's been a number of situations throughout uh, the three consecutive games that he started where shots have come from, from the wings. And, you know, he's been, you know, a foot outside of his crease taken away the angle no rebound to speak of and I mean if you've got a goaltender doing that I mean that's pretty much all you can ask for as a as a team playing in front of them so it really seems like the Jets have a lot of confidence in Eric Comrie why wouldn't they of course his attitude is the other thing that everybody really touches on when you speak about Eric Comrie so but he said since training camp the results are what matters and right now he's he's three and one like you said Tyler with the goals against average under two I think that's just absolutely a fantastic start for Eric Comrie. Just one quick note on Eric. I thought the really interesting comment from Paul Maurice this week was that he's seen enough of a sample size from Eric this year to now run his goaltending tandem much like he did with Lauren Brossois. So, yeah. and, and I think he probably would admit that that wasn't going to be the case at the beginning of the year. They were going to have to be strategic with the starts. But now that he's seen this body of work and what he's been able to do in the net, that he probably has a little bit more confidence in playing a bit more of a regular rotation. So we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, somebody who's uh, out on the ice regularly in terms of uh, – uh, not minutes, to, so to speak, but just with the team, is Nathan Beaulieu. Um, he's got an immense amount of value to this team. Maybe, Paul, you can maybe speak to a little bit of what he brings to the team and why Paul Maurice and the rest of the squad want him on the ice. Well, I understand that there's probably a segment of Jets fandom and maybe some analytics people that uh, don't really think that there is a value to Nathan Beaulieu, but when it comes to what he brings on the ice, the element that he has in that dressing room and on the bench and the fact that everybody likes him, excuse me, there's something that you can't measure in that. I had somebody from the Jets organization tell me last year that if they tried to take Nathan Beaulieu out of that dressing room, there might be a revolt. So that tells you how highly regarded he is by the other players on the team. Blake Wheeler's on the record as saying that he lobbied for the organization a couple of years ago, years ago to go out and re-sign Nathan Beaulieu to a contract extension for two years of which he's on. And that speaks about the captain of your team when there's an endorsement like that. So what does Nathan Beaulieu bring? Well, Nathan Beaulieu brings a great attitude every single day. He also brings some toughness. He brings that team camaraderie. 
He brings that element where you know that he's going to have your back, and that's immeasurable as well. He blocks shots. He will fight. He's physical. And he's been able to go back and forth and play wherever you wanted him to play as a seventh defenseman or into the top six when there's been a fight or somebody's gotten hurt and had to leave the game for a couple of shifts. Or he's also taken some shifts on the left wing side as he did at practice this week in preparation for the continuation of this homestand. So he's trying to do whatever he can do to fit into the lineup for the Jets and provide a presence wherever they need it. And that's what he's done since day one when he got here. Let's not forget, he skates very well. He was a first-round draft pick. He has some good elements to his game, aside from the other things that I've mentioned. And I think that one of the things that he just really needed to have outside of Montreal and Buffalo was a chance. And he's gotten a chance here, and it's been a real good fit for him and team. And there is a value to guys like that, and you need to have guys like that on your team. Look at the makeup of every successful team, Stanley Cup winners, if you want to isolate in on those, and every single team over the years since the dawning of time in the National Hockey League has had a player or two or three on their squad that they've won a cup with, like Nathan Beaulieu. Speaking of great people, the uh, Winnipeg Jets official podcast welcomes Nikolai Ehlers to the program. Uh, Mitchell, I'll let you intro this interview as uh, you were the person that performed it. So much pressure. Uh, I mean, you could go many directions with Nikolai Ehlers, but of course we chose uh, the many trades that he's made with fans over the last, uh, especially the last week. He's made a couple, so uh, he speaks a little bit about that because I was curious when you actually get to eat said products. That you it's a great question. Fans. So he dives into that, and of course, Price is right. So a whole lot going on uh, with Nikolai Ehlers, and we dive right into it uh, in this interview. Jets fans, November is Hockey Fights Cancer Month, and we want you to join the fight. You can support the cause by buying online raffle tickets at winnipegjets.com slash hockeyfightscancer, with all proceeds going to Cancer Care Manitoba. And don't forget the Hockey Fights Cancer game is on November 22nd versus the Pittsburgh Penguins. Get your tickets at winnipegjets.com slash tickets. Help Hockey Fight Cancer today. This is Nikolai Ehlers. You're listening to Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets. Pleased to be joined by Nikolai Ehlers on the Ground Control podcast. And Nikolai, first question for you. Um, your parents are in town, family's in town. How's, uh, how's the visit been so far? Uh, it's been great. Um, you know, I love having my family here and they haven't been able to for a couple of years. So, um, having them here for for a full week and them watching some games and spending a, a good amount of time together is uh is really fun and and i really appreciate it now you scored in the game against chicago with them in the building is scoring in front of them still pretty special for you or is it just kind of like oh man i score all the time so. <laughs> uh, it's, it, it's still pretty special uh i mean you know they've they've been with me on this this hockey on, on in my life of course but this hockey journey journey since since uh, I started playing mm -hmm. so um, having them in the building um, and scoring when they're here is uh, is always very exciting 
Now, you made a number of trades, actually, over the last couple of days. They've been on uh, social media. So now, if I remember a couple of years ago, it was it was puck for candy at that point. This past week, I think I've seen a stick for Skittles and a stick for Cheetos as well. Um, when did you actually get to eat those? That's the big question. Um, I mean, the first time I did it was a, a puck for, uh, for Tic Tacs, um, and I ate those. Those were pretty good. <laughs> Um, and then I did the, the stick for the Skittles and, and another puck for, for the Cheetos. So um, they put them in my locker and I take them home so uh, <laughs> I, I can go and, and grab some whenever I want. It must be fun to be able to interact with fans again. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's been, obviously, you guys had the year last year without any fans in the building. And so now to be able to, you know, see signs that say, hey, Nikolai and stuff like that, that's got to be pretty cool. It's it's awesome, you know, and and... You know, you, I do these kind of things because I appreciate having the fans in the building, and and you know they they take their time and uh, to to come and and watch us play and 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 make signs like like that. So um, you know you you appreciate it, and, and we obviously love having our fans in the building. You know, the last year and a half of. You know, it's still hockey, but it's it's very different uh, playing a game in an empty building compared to what we're doing right now. So um, we, we love our fans. I'm curious, uh, and I mean, Nate Schmidt brought it up, but I'm curious how Price is Right has taken over the dressing room because I know, at least he said, you weren't initially interested in it, but now you're making bids. So this is your chance to you know, either verify that story or give your side of it. Um, we, we have never, ever had that TV on in our dressing room <laughs> the seven years I've been here. Um, and then Shbridi came in one morning and he was like, oh, the Price is Right is on. And we were like, okay. <laughs> um, it's a show that I didn't grow up with, obviously, and, and I've never watched it. Um, and he threw it on. Um, and, I mean, I I, I kind of want to listen to music more than watch TV um, <laughs> before skating. Um, and I wasn't too happy with it, but at the end, you know, you, you, you sit there and you look at it. You obviously start watching a little bit and... and uh, you start throwing out bits, so yeah, of course, um, he loves it. Uh, if that's what it, what gets him going, then then that's great. So we'll keep it going. Is there competition in the room? Because I know the other day Eric Comer, I think it was after the Chicago game, uh, was asked or was being asked about it or whatever, and he it was mentioned to him that he won the Showcase Showdown that day, and he seemed quite pumped about it. So is there like running standings or something going on in there, or do you know? Or I I I don't know. I must have not been in the dressing room when he won that. So uh, I don't know, but maybe maybe we'll have to get that going. Yeah, a couple of questions uh, left for you here. How would you describe, I mean, how close the, this group is? It really seems, at least from an outside perspective, that guys like, you know, Brendan Dillon, Nate Schmidt, who we just talked about, Riley Nash have come in and fit pretty seamlessly. Yeah, they they fit in perfectly. Uh, you know, they're, the on-ice skill is... is you know, it is what it is. Um, they're great players, but it's more the all the off ice stuff that you know really brings the team together. And when you guys got when you got guys come in, uh, new guys, um, it can't be easy for them. Um, but the way they they 
came in and and you know just fit in right away that that brings the team spirit up and and you've seen that from day one so um it's it's exciting for us it, as a team and um you know that that also helps us a lot on the ice so it's uh it's great and last one for you. I want to go back to Anaheim. The second time that we were there, your two goals in 19 seconds. Now, leading up to that point, I mean, you had had chance after chance. A guy that, you know, routinely is, is someone that's, you know, getting four or five shots a game, it seems like. And if you're not getting the shots, you're, you're creating the opportunities. So what's it like for you to all of a sudden in 19 seconds, you have an absolutely perfect short side snipe and then you get one that goes off a skate that, and goes in. How would you describe just that whole 19 seconds? Because I would imagine it was just wild. Uh, you know what? That that shot, six on five, you know, you're, you're behind by one. You, you don't usually take that <laughs> shot. Um, but I had so much time and just came around and thought, you know what? You might as well try. So um, I kind of find a hole and, and just, you know, kind of prayed that it, that it was going in um but you know that's that's both the the beauty and and, and what you hate about hockey you know <laughs> sometimes you they go in and sometimes they don't and you know I, I definitely had bigger chances than than that one um before uh, where they didn't go in so um you know, it's been a, a bit of an, an up and down for me. Um, still trying to, to work it out, but, um, you know, those 19 seconds and end up getting the win with, with a minute left, that was uh, I and, and we were, were pretty pumped about that. Well, past years shows that uh, you're going to continue to get the chances and they're going to go in for you. So, Nikolai, we really appreciate the time uh, hanging out with us on the Ground Control Podcast. Thanks very much. Thank you. Winnipeg Jets fans, did you know that online 50-50 tickets presented by PlayNow.com are available for all Winnipeg Jets games? That's right, whether the Jets play on the road or at home, you can participate in the game day 50-50 draw. The winner will take home half of the jackpot with all proceeds in support of the True North Youth Foundation. Remember to buy your tickets on all Jets game days at winnipegjets.com slash 50-50. Thanks so much to Nikolai Ehlers for joining us on the podcast. Uh, before we get into the second half of things, are you guys Price is Right people? Did you Do you watch the program uh, when you find yourself at home at 10 a.m.? I'm sure during the, the height of the pandemic when we were all at home, I, I would imagine you guys would have watched it a little bit. I'll take the first one on this one. Uh, it was a staple in my household when I was a kid, when I was sick, for sure, 100%. But I will say, like, ever since... It hasn't been uh, Bob Barker. I've kind of fell off a little. Like, a, but still, if it's on and I see it's like showcase showdown time, hundred percent, I'm throwing a bid in. That that's kind of how I am. Okay, I'm with Mitch. I go back to Bob Barker when he was a younger man. <laughs> I remember Bob Barker on Truth or Consequences. That's how old I am. Nice. I also am with Mitch because the one thing about when you were a kid and you were sick that you could look forward to in being sick was staying at home and watching the game shows, right? Yeah. And I don't know that kids really do that anymore, but I've watched a lot of Prices Right. I don't mind Drew Carey. He's the new host. Um, I think it's a great program. It always has been. It, 
it kind of challenges those that are really good shoppers or people that can just guess very well, right? Yeah. And I've always been intrigued by the showcase showdown where if you get within, I think, 100 bucks of both, you get both showcases. That was always kind of a rarity, but you always cheered for that. So I guess the easy answer for me, like Mitch, is yes, I'm a fan of The Price is Right. Do you guys, uh, uh, we're going to keep going with this, but do you guys know anybody that's been on the show? I know there was a, an employee at True North, I think in the accounting department wow. that's been on there. And then a friend of mine, her dad was on the program as well. Anybody, any of you guys know anyone at all? I don't. Nope. But always wanted to be on. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, $1. Uh, <laughs> The homestand uh, continues here, uh, Mitchell. This week, the Winnipeg Jets welcome in the St. Louis Blues. That goes Tuesday at 7 p.m. Uh, Thursday, the San Jose Sharks, because, of course, we have to play a team from California and close it out. And then, of course, another team from California here on Saturday the 13th. That's a 6 p.m. puck drop. Remember, in the plaza all November, uh, head down to the plaza at True North Square for some DJ cultural performances, snacks, drinks, all the good stuff. Uh, you have to show your QR code, and you do not have to have a ticket to the game to attend. So uh, come on down to the plaza if you want to have a good time before the Jets game. Uh, Mitch, your thoughts on the three games coming up this week? Really intrigued to see the St. Louis Blues, one of the top teams uh, in the Central Division. Really were the top team in the Central till the Minnesota Wild uh, picked up a, a victory over the New York Islanders. The Wild got the Islanders on the back half of a back-to-back. Come on. I'm just kidding. Uh, that's kind of how the schedule rolls. But uh, I'm curious to see the St. Louis Blues obviously made some changes in the in the offseason like a number of teams did. It was a real busy offseason. So curious to see them. I do think playing the New York Islanders to a certain extent uh, before playing the Blues is a good thing uh, for the Winnipeg Jets. Just both teams just real good structurally. Um, so just a, a real good test for the for the Jets and an early real important divisional game. Uh, to kind of set the tone because you look at the rest of the November schedule after you play the blues, the only central division game that you have is the Minnesota wild on the 26th. The rest is pretty much all Pacific except for a game against the penguins and the blue jackets. So there's a lot of Pacific division coming up and that starts with the San Jose sharks on the Thursday. That'll close out the season series between the two teams. No mysteries there. You know, the jets, don't want to get swept in that season series. They've got one point out of a possible four so far. They definitely want to earn the split with a victory there. And then the Los Angeles Kings, another intriguing team, definitely faster than what we've seen from the Kings the last couple of seasons. Um, so curious to see if if they're uh, take another step in that direction. Um, it was a tough game for the Winnipeg Jets to win back in Staples Center, so no doubt uh, they'll be a tough opponent then. So a busy week for the Jets, but I think what's been nice for them, at least in the early start of the season, is they've had kind of like Sunday-Monday. They've had like Sundays off. They've had Monday to be able to practice before they get into action on Tuesday. So uh, curious to see how they uh, how they are with practices in between every single game over the course of this week. But uh, three tough games coming up and three nights to definitely be at Canada Life Centre to, to see them play. Fun fact on the, you know, you're talking about having Sunday Mondays off. I asked our director of team, team services if, like, we seem to have every Sunday off, which is super strange uh, in the NHL schedule. And he said it was actually kind of by design, uh, you know, whether, I don't know, it was a request by us, but it was something that was conscious. Uh, so really interesting to see how it, how it pays off. It's paid off so far so good, I would imagine. Um, if you'd like to get some tickets 
for the home games here during the seven-game homestand or any other tickets uh, for any game this season, winnipegjets.com slash tickets. Uh, great tickets available for every game coming up here, so uh, make sure you're in Canada Life Center to uh, see the Winnipeg Jets play. Uh, keeping in the theme of the seven-game homestand, Paul, just how important can this be? I mean, it could really be a springboard you know, you've only dropped one so far. Just how important is this homestand to sort of set the tone for the rest of the regular season as we start to get into the grind of it? Well, first off, Tyler, it's Sunday fun day, and I love Sundays off. I don't <laughs> oh, yeah. Just a, a great vibe around, I guess, my house was Sunday, and that's just maybe that day of relaxation, right, where you go and spend some time with your family, whether that's in the hockey rink, other than the hockey rink that we're all working in. Uh, or just around the yard and we've had some weather that has been conducive for that so i've been i've enjoyed the sundays and i applaud the sundays off to be quite frank because it is sunday fun day around castle de edmonds when we do have <laughs> and we are at home um so you talk about the home schedule and how important it is and really you're only into the second month of the a six plus month regular season schedule that the Winnipeg Jets and the rest of the National Hockey League will endure this year in the full 82 game schedule. But for the Jets, it's very important. It could be in November to remember here. And right now you're in the midst of a seven game homestand. And so far, so good. You're two and one. You've got four games still to come. And you've got some pretty I guess, tester games at that, as you mentioned, San Jose, and they'd like to kind of get one back on them. You've got Edmonton coming in and, you know, at the end, uh, uh, a real kind of tough test with those two superstar players uh, somewhere in there, you've got the Los Angeles Kings. And then it kind of continues with the St. Louis Blues. And this is a hybrid of the New York Islanders and the Chicago Blackhawks, according to head coach Paul Maurice. So nine of 14 this month are at home and you need to take advantage of it. And there's always sort of that, that line in the sand that says, if you're above the playoff line come American Thanksgiving, which is the last Thursday of November, then your probability of making the playoffs jumps up. If you're above that line at that time and Winnipeg right now is above that line and they would like to continue that with more wins. It's a hugely important homestand and month for the Jets. I think one of the things that I think that they can certainly prove is to some of the, the critics, the pundits, that, yeah, they're a team that came with great expectation and now they've delivered through two months if they get through this month the way that they would like to. The other part of it is that they've handled some of that adversities we mentioned at the top of the podcast with a couple of players in their top six or top nine that have been out and they've been just fine. They've also had a goaltending situation that Tyler uh, and Mitch have both, you guys have both talked about a little bit and the ability to have Eric Comrie come in and now maybe command a few more games. So there's been all kinds of things in the interworkings of the schedule that would lead you to believe that the Jets, I think, are poised to really start to put up some wins at home. They've won four of five at home, so there's nothing that would lead me to believe that that's not going to continue. But a very important part of their schedule, I know it's early, but I don't know that you can win the Stanley Cup by having a great November, but you could certainly be on the outside looking in of a playoff spot if you don't have a good month of November heading into the holiday month 
of December. I just really think that the Winnipeg Jets, if they can put it all together, will feel really good about themselves by the time that this homestand is done, where I mentioned again, 9 of 14 at home in the month of November. You know what's not going to continue? This podcast. Uh, I've had just about enough. Uh, uh, just kidding. Uh, always a pleasure, uh, gentlemen. On behalf of myself, Tyler Escavel, Jets TV's Mitchell Clinton, and 680 CJOB's Paul Edmonds. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it every single week. Uh, have yourself a fantastic week, and uh, go Jets go. This is Big Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets, hosted by Jets TV. For Jets news, videos, and more, head to winnipegjets.com. Proceed with Abel.